Okay, so I thought for this snack, and uh, to prove how little we plan for these things, I thought of this the other night because I was having this conversation with some other friends, uh, Matt Klaus, Chris, in case you were wondering. Oh, uh, someone Matt, asked what us, up, what's Matt? the best concert we've ever been to? So I was going to narrow that down a little bit with you guys and say, what's the best show you went to in the 2000s? Since we're in the genre in the 2000s, uh, and if you have to think about it for a second, that's totally fine. Uh, but if either one of you can think of off the top of your head, uh, and if you can't, I'll go first. I've, I've got a couple, but you, so you go. Well, so I've, I think I've got a couple too. So we don't have to, it doesn't have to be definitively like the best. Um, but I do think one of my favorite shows was, um, which doesn't seem intuitive at first, but um, we've talked about this before on the show, actually. Dashboard Confessional played... Uh, Lloyd Noble Arena in Norman, Oklahoma, and the New Amsterdam's open for him. So it was like the upside of having, you know, Matt Pryor's side project, New Amsterdam's open. And then it was just a really good set list. He played a couple Further Seems Forever kind of songs weaved into Dashboard Confessional songs where you kind of sing like the moon is down in the middle of, uh, I can't remember what song, I probably got written down somewhere. But, uh, and there was also this point where, uh, like the crowd was kind of pushing people way too up against the rails and some people were like kind of getting hurt and passed out and stuff like that. And he just like stopped the show and was like, Hey, everyone take a couple steps back. He just stopped it. He was just like, I'm going to do it. And I, I thought of this recently because of the whole Travis Scott thing that happened and how, how he opened a portal mm, to hell. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> right. you know, I, this was such a, a memory for me of going like, he saw what was happening, stopped what was in the middle of a song, stopped what was going on. And, and has obviously the complete control of the room. And, you know, that could have happened in the Travis Scott situation. Uh, people did not need to uh, needlessly. Nobody had to die. No that one day. had to die that day, you know? And so I, it was just kind of a combination of all of those things uh, that, that made it a, a really good one. Uh, but it, it's hard to pick. I went to a lot of shows in that decade, uh, but that, that's one of, that's a memorable one for sure. Kyle, do you, do you have, yeah. Some in your head. Yeah, I've got a couple. I'll, I'll just make one brief because it really doesn't fit the genre, but you guys will get it. I got to see Ben Folds play oh, Rock in the Suburbs. That's totally fine. Fully, and it was insane. Wait, he played it, the whole record? Yeah, it was in it was in Nashville. He played with the Eels and the Flaming Lips, and it was so awesome. Um and oh, then, that is amazing. Dude, it was it was so great. But in the genre, not not that you not that you put that stipulation out there, I'm doing it to myself. In that's the fine. genre. I got to see before they were big. I saw the format play with Rocket Summer at, and uh, my hotel year at Rocket Town, and oh. it was it was so awesome. Was dude. it like, just him and Sam? Awesome. It was him and Sam. Yeah, and, and like it was. It's funny because I I know you asked that because the people that know. They know that when when it was just him and Sam, they were st- you watch them and you still were like, "This is special. This yeah. band is special." And and sa- same with Bryce. I mean, you we we watched him and like he he was doing some loop pedal stuff, but like you just knew that he had this vibe and this energy and this big talent. And and um, it was it, it was uh, I knew that I was watching something special. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, so I it has to be around the same time. Cause I saw, um, it was the format, the early November Limbeck and rocket summer mm-hmm. at one show at the green door. It hasn't been around the same time since two of those bands were on tour with each other. At the same time you saw them. 
And yeah, it was incredible. It was like you were captivated, even though it felt like what most people would consider like a coffee shop performance. One guy playing acoustic, mm-hmm. one guy standing in a mic. But it was totally entertaining. I still remember them playing. Um, what's the radio song that's on that first record of theirs? Um, oh, let's tune out. Let's turn it on the radio. Oh, like it stuck out to me. Like that performance of them yeah. playing that acoustic. I was like, that's a fantastic song. Uh, yeah, that's a great. That's a great get. And yeah, Bryce was doing. Um, he was still doing ADATs at that time. Yep. Like it was like, That's cool. it wasn't a loop pedal, man. It was a lot of work and equipment that you had to set up to do that whole get up. Uh, yeah. That's a good one, Kyle. I, I like that. Yeah. I was watching future millionaires play in the right. basement oh, at Rocket weird. Town. Weird Nate, to Nate was like, Hey guys, I have a cup of pretzels. If anyone would like a pretzel, that's how few people were there. Like he invited people to eat from his pretzel cup. And I was just like, so this great. I'm I'm freaking here right now. And also, I, I don't know if you guys listen to him. I love my hotel year and the fact that my hotel year played with a full band and those guys outshone them, you know, speaks speaks for their talent. Yeah. Very cool. Chris, what about you? Do you have uh, any that I've uh, I know I jumped the just like, hey, you got to think of concerts from 20 years ago. Oh, no. um, like. Aside from no, the gathering no. of the Juggalos, Chris. Right. Yeah. Aside from that. Oh, right. Right. Root well, beer and all. goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. No, this is easy. I probably told this story in this podcast before, so I'll try to keep it short. But um, Saves the Day was coming to Austin when I lived in Oklahoma and on the Stay What You Are tour. And it was Danny's birthday. One of uh, me and but, well, all of our good friends, one of my best friends, too, because I grew up down the street from him. And so I called the venue emos um, on Friday while I was working and they said the show was sold out. So I didn't, but I didn't tell, I told Tyler and Danny, Hey, I got tickets. Let's go. I, I lied. Uh, I just said, yeah, it's, it's all taken care of. Don't worry. And I like waited till we got all the way to Austin. <laughs> you know, be like, okay. So actually like, I'm just going to try to figure out how to get in. I'm sure we can do this. Um, and so we were like waiting outside, listening to saves the day from the outside and the guitar tech from Ash, which was the band they were touring with, was like, "Are you guys? Do you guys want to get in?" All these British, but I'm not going to pretend to do a British accent. We were <laughs> like, call. "Yeah, we just we don't have tickets. It's sold out." Uh, he's like, "Oh, you guys can be on my guest list. I got I've got three spots. So you know, go go for it. Go in. Just go tell them you're a. Uh, it, it was a guy. I forget this name. His name was like Rowdy or something. Who didn't show up for the show that was already on the list? He goes, "Just go up there and say you're Rowdy." And so we went up there and then we walked in. And part of the magic was you know the journey getting there, but. Um, you know, seeing Saves the Day uh, was just, it was really special. That was when Vagrant was magic. So I, that, 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 was, that was the best show for me. Rowdy is either a killer name or nickname, either one. <laughs> yeah. That's a great name. I really like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was probably somebody British living in Austin because it was definitely if it was his friend. They were from over the pond. Uh, the other the other one that I thought of, but I didn't say because I thought you might, Chris, was when you and I got to go see Jimmy World when Futures came oh. out at the Whiskey in L.A. So with like 200 people at the time that Futures came out because uh, they were doing Leno or something. That was epic too, man. That was, a f- that was epic too. And I, the only reason that it's not like way at the top of my list is because the crowd was just not into it because they're L.A. Right. kids and uh, they were not yep. cool. They were like too cool for it. Um, anywhere else would have been, you know... I don't know. Every time they play Sweetness, the whole floor feels like it's going to explode every time I've seen them uh, with people singing and jumping and stuff. And that was not happening at this show. I think it was like too intimate maybe. And LA kids were too cool, but it was an amazing opportunity to get to see them, you know, when their platinum selling record, um, you know, had been out just previously and Futures comes out and everyone's super and, you know, highly anticipated. And then you're at a venue seeing them with 200 people. It was pretty fun. Um, 
I'm sure we'll all think of like 30 other concerts that we were at <laughs> yeah. that we loved right after we uh, hit stop on this. But I just, the question was posed to me the other night and I was like, that would be a great question to ask Kyle and Chris. And so that's what we did. Oh, can I add one more? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I got to see Dave Bazan in a living room. In an actual living in room? In a oh, living nice. room. Yeah. He did. A, he used to do those living room tour shows and I caught David Bazan from Pedro the Lion in someone's living room in Norman. And it was so crazy because uh, if you know anything about him, used to be a Christian guy. He's like an ex-evangelical or maybe even not that. He's just not a Christian dude anymore. And um, he played in a living room in front of a Christmas tree the whole time. And it was, (laughs) it was, it was unreal. It was like, I was dreaming. (laughs) That was a fun part of that decade was getting to see people like the format and David was on and all these that like were in really small settings before they got much bigger. Yeah. Um, and I'm just not in tune with music enough now, probably to catch the bands super early. Kyle's our guy here that is still catching new bands early. I yeah, feel like I try, uh, you try. Well, thanks for listening to us reminisce about some concerts that we went to back in the two thousands. If you've got one that was especially memorable, let us know. Uh, you can tweet us, you can Instagram us, you can Facebook us, all those things at Finding Emo Pod, or you can email us, info at findingemopod.com. But why would you want to share your story without, you know, passing it along on social media? So do the social media. That's the right way to do it. Catch you next time. Later. Bye. <laughs>